My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about one of the intersections between culture and medicine. And we're also going to talk about the challenges that Haitian mothers face in raising their children. We'll talk about all of this through the story of a little girl. Morgan. Breast milk is great. It's a free, balanced source of nutrition for children. But there are always children who, for various reasons, are not able to get breast milk. And in that case, formula is a great alternative. In the United States, the difference is probably negligible between breast milk and formula. However, in Haiti and many other countries, there can rarely be anything more dangerous for an infant than for the mother to lose her milk. In the United States, formula is not cheap. A canister can easily cost $30. That's a major expense for most Americans, particularly those who live below the poverty line. And let me tell you, the price is higher in Haiti. Something like formula is usually imported, and that means the price is at least 30% higher. But imagine for a moment that you're living on 2 to $3 per day. And if we go by GDP per capita, this is the average Haitian. Most of these citizens live outside of the major cities. How do you think these parents pay for formula? The bottom line, and the truth, is that it's out of reach for most women. And so, in resource-limited environments, breastfeeding has to be the priority. It is a lifeline for children. Little Morgan came in with wrinkles and wasting that is typical of very young, malnourished infants. She looked like all the water had been sucked out of her. She was a full-term baby who weighed 4.2 pounds at a month and a half, and that entire weight seemed to be skin, organs, and bones. Her mother, a sweet woman who clearly loved Morgan, was worried. She had brought Morgan in because she had heard that our clinic took care of sick children. Carol, her mother, told me that when Morgan was two weeks old, a gang member had entered their house in front of Carol and shot and killed her husband and Morgan's father. Now, I have an odd reaction when I hear news like this. Violence and tragedy seems so commonplace in the lives of many of our patients that it's almost the milieu in which you live. I find that my reaction, which would have been shock one year ago, takes this almost as part of the medical history. In the moment, you don't think about the disruption of the woman's life, how crime had robbed her of her husband and a father to her child. If I do well, I'll reflect on this on the way home. But it feels like, in many ways, it's the familiar shield that I put on during residency that allowed me to see death and not bring it home. Carol told me that she had developed let gâté after her husband had died. She said this was from the saisissement, or the shock, of seeing her husband killed in front of her. This is an interesting phenomenon, which we do see with some frequency. It is a cultural belief that a mother's milk can go bad or even stop. Let gâté literally means spoiled milk. And the belief is that this is brought on by strong emotions, particularly bad news, but it could be good news. A fright or surprise, translated as saisissement, is a common trigger. And so Morgan had not been breastfed for weeks. Carol was not trying to hurt the baby. In fact, she was actually trying to help the baby because she believed that her breast milk was no longer good. After a few days of not breastfeeding, her milk had stopped. Carol had not had the money to purchase formula for the child, 
And so Morgan had been surviving on the few solid foods that Carol could get her to eat. After we saw her, Morgan was sent to the hospital for several days. She needed to recuperate her strength with formula and antibiotics. After several days, she was released and Carol took her home. By the time Morgan made it back to Les Moon a week and a half later, she was withered again. Her weight had increased to six pounds, but she was still well below what would can be considered normal for her height. Apparently, she had been stabilized in the hospital, but after leaving, Carol had not been able to purchase any further formula and the child had fallen off again. And so for the past two months, we have been giving Morgan formula. Morgan is doing excellent and is back to a normal weight. My first thought, actually, was that this felt wasteful, spending $20 every week to buy formula for just one child. But I am convinced that Morgan would have died otherwise. She will need to make it on formula for five to six months. That brings up a cost of maybe $400 to save a life. Honestly, when you think about it like that, it's really not a bad deal. This case shows the importance of a mother and her breast milk. But it also shows the importance of understanding cultural beliefs around medicine. Sezisma and lead gâté are well-known phenomenons in Haiti. When Carol came to the clinic, we asked her to start breastfeeding again, regularly, even if no milk would come out. And our hope was that milk would come in again. Unfortunately, and not surprisingly after this much time, this did not happen. At the clinic, we have a monthly breastfeeding club where we are able to talk about things like this. And if we had had the chance to talk to Carol immediately after her sezisma, we could have explained to her that her milk is okay to drink and that she should restart breastfeeding immediately so that her milk would not dry up. Unfortunately, that was not the case, and that's okay. Morgan will be fine, and I expect her to survive and become a healthy little girl. She's starting to look like any other child, and that is an accomplishment. Every child deserves a chance at a normal childhood. With a mother like Carol, and with some encouragement from Liz Moon, I hope that for her. Thank you for listening. We would like you to know that we are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a fascinating history. And there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you and God bless.